Okratov, today's staff is Samachtal at 64. We pick up in the middle of Samachtal and we're dealing with a whole question about um, whether um, a wife could and could appoint a shaliach to receive her get at the same time a husband appoints a shaliach to give one or do we consider that to be a rabbinic problem that it looks like um, either um, that somehow she's not really actively involved in the receiving of the get some type of a concern there um, or um, that the husband would be ups- just uh, not agree to it um, so anyway in that context the Gemara gives the following story and let's pick up with this we read at the end of yesterday um um, okay, who Gavra? It is one, two, three, four, five, eight lines before the lines get wide. Wide middle of the line on some gemara with get. Vishav yishliach mekar is how the line starts. Who Gavra the shalu egitul vasayu? A man sent to get to his wife. Azur shlicha azvichay kiyasra vekalisha. The shliach went and saw her that she was uh, there kneading dough. Amar la, and he said to her, Heilach kitech. Here's your get. See that again? Where that Heilach here is? Anyway, Heilach kitech. Amar le, she said to him, We have a biyatra. You hold on to it. You be my shliach with Kabbalah, essentially. Amar Rav Nachman, in Isa with Rabbi Hanina, if we were to pass him like Rabbi Hanina, that both the wife and the husband could make a shaliach, a shaliach of, of the wife could accept the get from the shaliach of the husband. So Avi Bey Uvdai would have passed him that that case is okay. Because essentially, it's the husband made the guy the shaliach, and then the wife made him the shaliach to receive it. So Amar Le Rav, so Rav said back, in Isa with Rabbi Hanina, even if we were to pass him like Rabbi Hanina, Avadis Ba Uvdai, you would have ruled like that? The shaliach is not able to return to the husband, which basically means there's a concept that if you if you appoint somebody as your shaliach, his role as your shaliach has to persevere beyond him finishing his shlichus in order that he could come back and say to the husband, "I did what you've told me to do." Which doesn't literally mean that, like if the guy could give the get and then drop dead a second later or something, or you know you could make a shaliach and say, "I am making you my shaliach till the second that you give the get," and then the shlichus stops or something like that it doesn't literally mean that but what it means is is that um, here um, at the moment of giving the get he, he was not he could not both be playing the husband's shaliach and the wife's shaliach right because he had essentially give it to himself so first of all besides the fact that there's a lack of an act of Nasina, you know but as he switches roles right being in the role of the other side you can't be you can't be both types of shalichim you can't be both the shaliach to represent the husband and the wife so when he switches roles to represent the wife he's no longer representing the husband in the giving of the get so therefore he says it's not a good shalichus um, so um, so they sent this question to Rabbi Ami for his opinion. Is this good shlichus or not? He sent back to them, the shlichus did not go back to the husband, which means that it's not good, because he's, uh, he's stopping a shaliach at the moment he became the wife's shaliach. So the Gemara says, and the Rabbi said, you know, we need to give this matter some more investigation. Okay, because it's a big important question, right? whether the wife is divorced or not. Um, um, so, then they sent the question to Rabbi Chia um, again, and they said, you know, they said, send it to Rabbi Ami, they sent it now, to, uh, then Rabbi Chia Barba says, that I need time to think about it, so they gave him some time to think about it, then they emailed him again, okay, and then they sent it back to him, what, what have you decided about it? They, you know, you, you're sending me all these questions, and you keep on going. Again, it's very funny.
Rabbani in the context of Shlichos, right? They're sending him these questions. Because the same way you have doubts and you keep on asking me what's the halacha, what's the halacha, I also have doubts. Like, I don't know what the story is here about this question where the Shaliach switches hats and he goes from being the Shaliach of the husband to the Shaliach of the wife. Um, so you know what? I can't really resolve it. It's a matter relating to Arayot, really relating to somebody's personal status. Um, so I have to play it safe. I have to say she's a Suffolk Migureshes. And therefore, if the husband dies, she's a Suffolk Rusha Suffolk Amana. And what that would mean would be, would be if there would be a brother-in-law, she couldn't do Yibam because she might be a Grusha. She, w- she wouldn't be free from Yibam because she might be an Amana. So she has to do Chalitza. Okay? So this is a question that he, in the end ends with a Suffolk of whether Chazor Shlichus Eitel Habal is a problem or not. When the Shaliach switches from being the husband's Shaliach to the wife's Shaliach. Okay. Now, yeah. We talked the whole concept of Yassor, below Yassor, and now you just touched on communication. Right. I mean, how does that work? He sends this guy to some place, you know, three towns away. Right. And while he's on the he changes his mind before he actually delivers it. And, and oh, well, the Chazra here does not mean to change your mind. I mean, there we had the issue about Russell Lachzor Yachzor in the Mishnah. Right. right. So that's actually, yeah, but that gets back to that earlier, how we all, you know, what, the whole two parking we had leading up to this, which got on this big digression about, you know, Tikkun Olam. So, right. Started about the husband's ability to retract himself without telling a basin, without the white knowing. So, hey, he has to satisfy those criteria, but he still has the right to do it. So this still stands on, well, he has to satisfy those criteria. Yeah, he has to do it in front of a basin, or he has to do it in front of, I mean, he has to sleep to the Shaliyah. Right, I mean, what was the, the whole halacha there was? Mind yourself, mind myself. Oh, that was back a while. Anyway, <laughs> right? No, 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 no. He has to write. I mean, the mission there, I mean, there was a whole question about did he ever, would it work? Right? Uh, but he has to be Megil Shliach or Shishalach Achrav Shliach, right? As opposed to Barishona, it says, Hayose Basin Makamachir, right? So you're not allowed to make a Basin Makamachir. You actually have to be able to catch up to the Shliach or to catch up to the wife in order to be, you know, to be Mavatel, right? Okay. So, uh, but absolutely correct, right? So, yeah, Basin would not be enough. Doing it not in the presence would not be enough. After that, Tikkun Olam, you'd have to catch up. But you still have the right to catch up. And if you did catch up, you could be Mavatel before he got right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and why don't we understand in this term is the purpose that she's needing dough? Does yeah. that mean that she's busy and can't accept it? Yes. And, and that was exactly the scenario. Her hands were dirty. Exactly. Right. It's just an interesting little color. Yes. Right. It's not a halachic point. Blowing him off. You're saying, you know, yeah. 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 Dough. So that's why she made him into a shliach like Kabbalah. Right. right. Exactly. Okay. So now the Gemara says like this. Okay. But so if he had just left it there, then it would be valid, right? It's her property and her space. Uh, if she put it, if she was sitting in her yard and he put it down on the yard, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Okay. Have now fourth line from the wide line. Have So it's a similar case like this that the wife made the guy who was the shliach leholacha into a shliach lekabalah, um, and uh, that was a problem of chazar shlichos We just said it's a suffix. So Rav Yisbar Shmuel Bar required uh, her to get both a get and chalitza. So the Gemara says, Tarti? You need both? I mean, I understand. If she got, if she did another get from the husband, because there was a question whether this was good, then uh, that would be a knife. Why would she need both a get and chalitza? So the Gemara says, no. Get mechaim. If she could have arranged a second get while the husband was alive, 
then he required her to get a second get because it was a question whether this one was good actually the question why didn't just re-deliver the same one but okay anyway but required a, a, a new delivery of a get and if the husband did not actually give her another get and died before he had a chance to give it to her then chalitza lacharmisa then after the husband died now she's a suffolk migureshet so in that case if there's a brother-in-law she has to do chalitza she cannot do yibam like we have said before okay so basically bottom line is that this type of a case is suffolk migureshet now a story there was a man that was called nafasa tafasa the witnesses went and they wrote in the get tafasa divorces his wife instead of nafasa Okay, you know what? They've done their agency and they cannot rewrite a get because the husband made them shlichen to write a get and they wrote a get. So even though they wrote the wrong name, if they, if they want to rewrite a get, you'd have to appoint them again. Okay, so this gets back also to that idea, you know, that you need to be like appointed by the husband in the writing of the get. And now it's considered to be like you've done that agency and you want to make me shlichen, you have to do them, make them agents again. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. He didn't say write a piece of pottery and give it to her. I mean, it's, they didn't write a get. Writing a get means writing a kosher get. Okay? So they didn't do the shlichus. So if they wrote a bad get, they haven't done their shlichus yet and they can rewrite it. But let's say they wrote a good get. Okay? The avad. And then it got lost before they were able to deliver it to the woman. In that case, so they've done their agency of writing a get and they can't rewrite one now because he said write a get and give it to my wife so they wrote the get so if he wants to now uh, have them rewrite one he would have to make them agents again okay when he said write a get he didn't say write a get and keep it in your pocket okay the purpose of write a get was to do the whole package the writing and the delivering so you can write and rewrite until you get the right get written and you and it's and, and until you're able to deliver it appropriately it's all one big package and until you're not done with getting the get, uh, kosher get delivered to my wife you haven't yet done your shlichus okay and you don't break it up into what you did this piece of the shlichus so that part is done okay Tosus has an interesting if you look at Tosos it's not lost but you have a question whether you did something halachically correct or not they did their shlichus it was kosher now I don't really understand that because it's like if they did their shlichus then it won't hurt to write a second one because you know if you ever get that suffix kosher I guess the point is you don't want to give a get that suffix kosher to the woman like the worst thing is to be in no man's land, right? But if you if you had to get that suffix kosher, what I would say is give it to the woman and then write another one and then give that to the woman. So either the first one you did your shlichus and then you didn't need the second one, or the first one you didn't do your shlichus because it was suffix kosher and then the second one is good, right? So, but I guess the point is that Tosus says you don't want to give a get that suffix kosher to the woman. So you wrote the get and it's suffix kosher, so you don't know if you've done your shlichus or not, okay? And maybe if you it was kosher, you're not entitled to write a second get because you could still give this one. So Tosa says, Lusikach, the husband should say, I want you to do as much as you need to do until you can give her a get that's 100% kosher. Okay, so that sort of solves all those problems. But anyway, even in Tosin's scenario, you could have said that until you definitely give 
never get. That's not asu shlichusam. All right. Anyway, so now the Gemara goes back. Abay minei Rav and Rav Nachman. Rav asked Rav Nachman. Kisru letenuli shliach mahu. Let's say the husband says, write a get and give it to the shaliach. Okay, that he says to witnesses. And then they give it to the shaliach, and the shaliach, I don't know, dies on the way or loses the get. What's the halacha? Sluke salik Okay, did he, you know, are they basically like removed? They've done their shlichus, and now if you need them to rewrite again, you need to reappoint them. Or do we say, No, he basically just wanted to make life easy for them, and he wanted to say, like, you don't have to schlep and give it yourself. You should feel entitled to give it to a shaliach to deliver it for you. But basically, their shlichus also includes the delivery of the get. And since the get hasn't yet been delivered, because the shaliach died, they t- are, are not yet done with their shlichos and they can rewrite. Understand. You understand? No, he's doing shliach. He says, "I want you to write a get and give it to and give it to the shliach and he'll deliver it." Right? So if all their shlichos was was writing the get, as soon as they're done with the writing of the get and they wrote a kasher get, they're done and they can't rewrite another one, even if the shliach didn't deliver it. But if we interpret what he means was, "I want you to write a get and give it to my wife," but by the way, if you'd like to, you should feel free to give it to the shliach. Okay. Well, that's the uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, similarly, yesterday, and, you know, and, 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 and yesterday, and, ye- and yesterday, you were insisting that we should interpret what he's saying based on his fundamental desire to divorce his wife. I don't know. Anyway, Limar says, uh, all right, I understand. Let's say, he doesn't just say, give it to the shaliach. He says, give it to the shaliach and let the shaliach give it to her. Okay, so maybe that, if they just say, give it to the shaliach, maybe we'd agree with Michael. All I'm asking you to do is write it, and then you're done. But if he says, give it to the shaliach and let the shaliach give it to her, why are you mentioning to the aid and let the shaliach give it to her? It's not to indicate that maybe part of their responsibility is to see that it's given. And therefore, until it's given, they're not yet done. So the Gemara says, take it. We don't know. Okay, last line of the Mishnah. Read this Mishnah. Even a woman says, um, you know, take for me my get, as opposed to receive, so maybe that's too active, because a woman's supposed to be passive. Then the shaliach is a shaliach kabbalah, and not a shaliach olacha, and the husband can't retract after he gave it to the shaliach. Toli, visali, pick up for me, or carry for me, or, you know, lift for me, okay? Um, let it be, biyavcha, let my thing be in your hand, kulam lashen kabbalahain. That all counts as a lashen of kabbalah and not a lashen of conveyance. If it was a lashen of conveyance, then he would only be a shaliach olacha, assuming the husband agreed. Okay, and the Gemara makes it sound like what that it's not really a debate, that what Rabbi Shimon is clarifying, it doesn't sound like there's any real debate about these issues. Okay, so that's the question about the husband, about, uh, when, based on the language, you know, a, a if he's a shliach halacha, the husband can be choser. If it's a shliach kabbalah, the husband can't be choser. But also, based on which language was used, holich, you know, sometimes even if he says hitkabel, in a certain context, it means to convey it, not to receive it. If the wife hadn't made him a shliach kabbalah, sometimes he might say holich, which is a language of conveyance, but it might actually be zechi, based on whether holich is kizchi, if the wife had made him a shliach kabbalah, right? So, a lot of interesting questions about wh- how to interpret the language 
language and what type of shlichus we're talking about, and also those fun cases in the Gemara where the shaliach misrepresented his role to the husband, and then also what type of a shaliach he is, right? So that's like so that's that's what we that was the, that was the last daf and a half, right? That he can play two different roles, and sometimes we have to interpret the language and the context to figure out what role he's playing. Okay, now we get to a different question about shlichus, a very important one, which is the ability to prove who is and who is not a shaliach, right? And this could be necessary both in terms of just the woman proving that she's divorced, right? Or, you know, or you say that that guy was your shliach. How do we know he was or not? And maybe... The husband is causing problems. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the most likely scenario. The husband's causing problems. And the other question would be, um, you know, even if we didn't have a question, even if we believed her in principle, but maybe if Ein Dabr Shabir Vapachos Mishnayim and Gershu needs Eidos to make it valid, not just to prove it, but to make it binding, right? Do you just need Eidim to witness the giving or do Adam have to be able to piece together the pieces to know well yes I saw one guy give to one woman but they or one guy give to a guy and there was no evidence that he wasn't the husband and she wasn't the wife so in order for it to be Adi Kiyom does there have to be enough ages that you can piece together that you know this guy was the shalich of the husband and this guy was the shalich of the wife you know is that part of Adi Kiyom so let's take a look at the Mishnah did we say the same thing let's say about Kedushin we go through all these steps like yeah. say this, you have to have if I say if I send them whatever it is woman uh, yeah. whatever like you know a ring and say hurry I'm going to leave through the, yeah you might need a, you might need Adis that you were made the guy Shaliyah depending on whether this is necessary for Adi Kiyomadavar sure could be quite possible okay that's part of, but you're right that's part of the question of Adi whether this is Adi Kiyomadavar this is just to prove it okay a woman said he's Kabeligiti to a Shaliyah accept my get for me she's going to need to produce two sets of witnesses two that testify that she appointed him a Shaliyah in our presence that this guy actually we saw him get, receive the get from the husband and tear it up now he doesn't have to tear it up we'll talk in the Gemara that the reason he tore it up was because it was a time when you know there was a, the, the Roman were issuing edicts and they would get in trouble if they would be doing religious uh, you know sort of uh, uh, practices and somehow giving a religious divorce was, uh, was seen as a problem so they had to tear it up I don't know maybe you could have just said maybe also they said they didn't want to reuse the same get twice anyway whatever it was I mean right now we tear up Gitim as well um, we tear up again after it's been delivered in Basin and we write the woman a receipt really? yeah why I don't know so it doesn't get reused I think anyway um, but anyway the, 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 I don't know the, the, so what the day the day was written I don't know anyway the testimony though it's not the, 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 why they tore it up is really parenthetical the testimony is not you don't need testimony that it was torn up you need testimony that it was received so you need to testify that this guy was appointed the shaliach and you need testimony that this guy actually um, received it now um, even if the same witnesses were the ones that he was appointed and the ones that he got to get. Now, Tosu asked the obvious question. Mean, what, mean, meaning, they can't do double duty or they can't? They can. Reuben and Shimon can both be witnesses that she appointed the Shaliyah and that the Shaliyah received the get. Now, Tosu asked the question, what do you mean, Afilu? Yeah, it would seem better that you have one set of witnesses that can completely testify that we had all the information and we witnessed the giving of the get and we knew it all by ourselves. That's what the Gemara calls the difference between Davar, the Lochati Davar, Davar. Two witnesses testify on a matter. You can't testify in half of a matter. So Tosas actually raises the question. You know, it actually could be a serious question. If the witnesses who saw it given did not know that this guy was a shaliach, how could they really be testifying on the Gerashin? Now, you could piece together two separate testimonies, but maybe that's not good. Maybe one testimony has to testify for everything. So Tosa says the afilu here is to tell me that you don't start suspecting that 
the wife maybe you know hired these people as far as uh, you know you know paid off these guys to say this because maybe it's unlikely. Normally, the reason you make a shaliach is because you know it's a sh- you can't get that yourself. It's a schlep to get that yourself. So what's the likelihood that the same people who were in Miami that saw her appoint the shaliach also were in New York when the shaliach received it? What were all three of them doing going on the plane together? That you happen to have the same witnesses at the appointing and at the receiving. So since that's maybe not so likely, maybe you'll suspect that the witnesses are false witnesses. So that's the Kiddush of Afilu, that you don't suspect that he's high, you know, that he's bought the witnesses. Nevertheless, this is, does raise the question, what happened to Davar Velochatzi Davar? And uh, he says, well, it might have to, we'll see a little bit in the Gemara, but it might be that under many circumstances, the Shaliach himself would be believed to say that he was made the Shaliach, so maybe the witnesses who see it being given don't fully need the witnesses who see it, who see it being appointed because there are scenarios where they could believe the Shaliach himself or maybe if the husband said it they would you know so anyway it could be because there are scenarios you don't need the other set of witnesses it's not considered a case of Chatzid Davar but nevertheless Tosos does raise this question that why is it enough just to witness it if you don't have all the information that you need so what I'm not understanding is I understand witnesses especially because it's not going to be around anymore that you need witnesses that the Shaliach got it why yeah. can't we just believe the woman? Yeah, I pointed this guy in my shalia. That's the whole point. Right? That's, that's what you're doing it. So well, there are two questions. First of all, is that that might not be Eidos, and again, you need Eidikim Adavar, so why should, you know, you need external evidence that it happened? Why don't you just no, anyway? No, evidence that these guys saw this should get to get, to get in and rip it up. That's what you, that's your you, you mean, so you have Eidos that it was delivered, but you don't, but you don't have Eidos, but, but you don't know that he's playing that. I don't yeah, understand. Sure. She says, this my, yeah, this is my Shlia, right? Yeah, but why is that enough to prove that she's divorced if half of the... If, because there was, if, a, if, there was witnesses being given to the Shlia. You, you want to say that there's a presumption therefore but had the husband what's the presumption how do we know that there's objectively true that she appointed him this guy said to the we husband how does that prove that is objectively true maybe she's trying to lie I don't understand I don't understand why don't you just ask her if she receives the get well, well, she did, because the shliach got it and then it was ripped up what, what, what if a woman just says I got a get and I, and, and, and I threw it out would you believe her well so we have two witnesses so there are two witnesses. Are the two witnesses? I don't understand. The two witnesses are by themselves. All they prove is some guy knocked on the husband's door, said, my wife appointed me a shaliach, please give me the get, and he gave him the get. That's all the witnesses know. Right. So they don't know that this woman is divorced. All they know is that this is what this guy said. So, so now... They don't have to look at the get? No, so they saw that it was a good kosher get or whatever, but all they know is that the husband gave it to some guy who claimed that he was the wife's shaliach. Right, then we can ask the wife. No, why need two separate witnesses? The wife can say, yeah... I because that's that's not objective evidence. Maybe the wife's lying. But so the husband book just gave it to the yeah because the husband t- husband trusted this guy. I don't understand. What, what don't you know. understand? What don't you understand? They, they didn't have tel- they didn't have telephones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the woman so so some guy comes and he says, yeah, your wife down in Miami. I've just been traveling for a week. Told him, appointed me a shaliach and told me to receive the get. So the husband, of course, is going to trust him. Doesn't mean it's true. Right now, the only evidence that we know. Oh, is that what is that husband going to do? Call his wife and ask. Right. So his husband trusts the guy that says he was made a shaliach from from from, from the husband. From that he was made a shaliach by the wife. Yeah. So the only evidence we know that she's divorced is based on the testimony of the Shaliach and her testimony. The husband, husband saying it never gave a get? No, I gave a get. Okay. But it won't be binding if this guy wasn't a, a, a properly appointed Shaliach. We can't, so the woman is not trusted to say I appointed Why him. should she be? Maybe she's lying. I don't understand. Why would we think she'd be lying? The husband is giving... Michael. Yeah. 
if I went ahead and you bought your car off of you through a shaliach, okay, and now yeah, you, I, I, some shaliach went to you and bought your nice Ferrari off of you, right? Yeah. And he represented himself as my as my representative, right? Yeah. And now you want after the sale was done, you wanted to back out, right? You would say. I don't believe he really was representing your side, right? I, well, I could say, well, just trust me. I said he's representing my side, so just trust me. So I'd find out for you. Did you report this guy or not? But you and I want to back out, let's say. Let's say you wanted to back out. Okay. Would you say you were willing to take my word for it, or would you say I'd have to prove that he actually was my salia? I'd take your word for it. What the hell are you talking about? I, you, this is your shaliyah. I asked you, is this your shaliyah for your car? No, you're not asking me beforehand. Beforehand, you believed the guy. Now you're trying to back out, and you're suing in court to get your car back. Would you say, would the court say, well, Michael, you know, I mean, you should believe him. He said that he was the shaliyah. But I get, so I'd be stupid enough to give to somebody I don't trust. It's like, you know, and then... At the time, you trusted him. Now you've decided that you've changed your mind. And I said, what the problem is, Michael? You really think that you could win in court like this? There's no evidence. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I totally don't see your side at all. You really don't understand. No, I really don't. <sighs> but anyway, we can if so, All right, fine. If somebody says that they were an agent of somebody, if they had somebody's power of attorney and they entered into some type of a transaction, right. if they couldn't prove it, the transaction wouldn't be binding, right? It can't be. By, by, by going to the original person. In other words, the agent saying it's not your... In other words, is you point David is your agent. Is David agreeing he's your agent? Are you agreeing he's your agent? Yeah, but, yes. if you're, but if you're challenging it in court, then the fact that we're agreeing doesn't matter. We still have to prove it. If David did something on my behalf from you and now you're challenging it in court, right? But I already gave him the car. So then they say, like, what are you doing giving... I was misled. David misled me. He, I, 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 he was lying. I, I, I've now heard that he was completely lying and the whole thing was a, was a ruse and I would like to prove, please prove that he was actually the agent because this whole transaction is a mind. So because so we already had two agents saying that David was there getting the get. So who appointed those two agents? The husband, obviously, you're going to have agents to see it. At the time, the husband believed it, okay? Yes. At that time, the guy presented himself with no evidence. The husband believed it, went through with it, and now it's potentially being challenged. So I pointed to two agents to show that David, I, the husband, pointed to two agents to, 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 for the So if I'm already pointing agents to show that David was there... You're just missing the time... You're missing the fact that you think that everything remains stable. At the time the guy came, the husband believed him and gave the get and had witnesses and thought that his wife was divorced. Now, a week later, he is either changing his mind or has been told this guy was a fraud or whatever it is and is challenging the question about whether the guy was really the wife. Why the heck should we just stop believe him? Because the husband was duped into it a week ago? Because the wife says so? Where's the objective evidence? You need evidence. All right, moving on. So even if it's not, or if it's not the same two witnesses, if it is the two, if it is a Ruvain and Shimon who testified that he was appointed a shaliach, and Shimon and Levi that testified that he received a get. Okay, so one witness is is this, you know you have three you know one witness joins the two groups essentially so that also is good and again Tosa says in that case also maybe I would have suspected that you know that maybe maybe I would say she won't hire two witnesses two sets of false witnesses but maybe she hired Shimon one witness and I mean she would hire two people to witness to, to testify falsely but maybe she hired one guy this actually explains what the Chiddush is so maybe Shimon is a false witness and he's testifying together with Ruvain that, that the Shaliach was appointed and together with Levi 
believe that he receives the get. I'm not concerned about that. So if it's, whether it's the same witnesses at both stages, different witnesses at both stages, one witness who is the same. Anyway, none of that matters. As long as you have witnesses, you need witnesses for the appointing and the receiving. But it doesn't matter how the, you know whether they're same or different witnesses. Okay, let's take a look now at the Gemara. Itmar was taught. The husband comes ahead and says, that debt that the shaliach is holding on to, I gave it to him only for safekeeping. I did not give it to him to actually, that he should, that it should be an act of, of divorce of my wife. Okay, so when I, yes, I did give it to him, but only to hold on to it, not there, you know, and the shaliach is saying, no, he gave it to me because I was a shaliach the Kabbalah, and he gave it to me as, an, as, as, as a get, that the woman should be divorced. Minaman, who's believed? Now, the, uh, Michael, you've lost your, your challenges right now. Who's believed? Now, the question also is what, is what are the Adim saying? Okay, I mean, do you need Adim? Is the Adim who are signing to get enough? Maybe the Adim saw from a distance. They didn't understand the exact context. It's an interesting question about what the Adim is saying. But anyway, so uh, Rav Huna says the husband is believed, and Rav Huna says the, the, uh, the Shaliach is believed, the third party. Had he were given it to the Shaliach for purposes of a get, why would he why would he give it to the Shaliach? Just give it straight to the wife. Now the obvious answer is because the wife isn't here. That's why the wife made a Shaliach. So Tazo says that the whole debate in the Gemara is in a place where there are all three in town. That if the woman really was in a different location, because Tosos also raises the whole question before about why the Shaliach has to say right? Or um, you know, and so remember all those scenarios before, right? Like why, well, not why the Sheikh would say, why the Sheikh would believe to say, if the husband would always be believed to claim, what do you mean? I didn't give it to you to deliver it, I gave it to you to, uh, for safekeeping. So Tosus says that both because of that question and because the way the Gemara explains the position here, but the evidence that it's not for a get is that he, the husband should have given it straight to the wife means that we're only talking about that they're all in the same town. If they're all in the same town, that's when we might believe the husband because then the argument could be hey if I wanted to divorce my wife I would have given it straight to her but when they're in a different location when the woman is different from where the husband and the shaliach is then we do not believe the husband and that's why the shaliach can be believed to say he doesn't have a reasonable claim obviously he gave it to the shaliach the woman isn't around but if they're all around then we would be, then according to at least Rav Huna we believe the husband okay Rav Chizda Amar no even in that case we believe the shaliach the husband was prepared to trust this guy by giving him the guest. So by giving him the guest, you've implicitly said that I'm willing to trust whatever you say. Now, if Tosos asks, well, you know, the Gemara will ask the question that effectively Tosos asks, which is, who cares about whether you trust him or not? The question, point is, though, you might not actually have given it to him as a get. So maybe you did trust him as because you, you gave it to him as a pikadon, and therefore you're implicitly trusting him to watch it, and maybe implicitly trusting him to make claims about it now that he's holding on to it. But maybe bottom line is you still didn't divorce your wife. How could we say the woman is mutter just because you, you know, to marry another guy, just because you believe this guy? Okay, so the Gemara says, let's take a look. Masi Ravaba, Ravaba asked, we have a, tos, a brighter that says that when the party, you know, admits that something that is a, uh, that hurts their side, that counts, you know, his own side, that counts as a hundred witnesses. So, so if I say you owe me, I owe you a thousand dollars, I'm believed. I owe you a thousand dollars. And the third party is believed more than either side. What does that mean? 
Kitzad. Zemel Kach v'Zemel Kach. Like what Ruben says, we gave it to this third party. Uh, you know, I gave it to him as a picardon. And, you know, Shimon says, no, you gave it to him because uh, it was for me to take possession of it. Not to, not for him to hold on to it as a picardon. Okay? For Shlish, so, that, so each side is debating under what context is this third party holding on to this money. Demokar for Zemokar, where am I? Zemokar, Shlish Lemon, whatever the third party says, he's believed. Okay, so basically you see, and it's similar. The husband says, I gave it to you as a picardon. The wife says you gave it to my shaliach as a get. So let's just ask the shaliach. The third party is believed. He's the one holding on to it. One of those two. So, so they gave the money to me. Well, maybe. Okay, it could be he's believed even on a certain thing. Anyway, the says, now, money is different because you could be mocha on it. You could just give it away, which means what? It means by money you could use the principle of the very fact that you entrusted it to a third party is an implicit way of saying that we are going to trust him with whatever claim he makes. So even if that claim, let's say we say, well, let's say objectively, how do you know? Maybe objectively this guy is lying. The third party, let's say he is lying. You gave him a thousand dollars and you gave it to him as a cardone, and now he's claiming that you actually gave it to him to hold on to for Shimon. Okay? But who cares? The fact that you gave it to him and it was an implicit statement of and I will go with whatever you say. Okay? Because that's, that's what we're going to read is implicit in giving to him. So if it winds up that he says you gave gave it to Shimon, even though objectively that's not true, it turns out retroactively being true, because by giving it to him, you were basically agreeing to go with whatever he said. That's the principle of Hahemne. You implicitly have given him rights to believe whatever he says. Now, the problem with that is, that can work by money, because money, as the Gemara says, is given to Mechila, because money, I could give the thousand dollars to Shimon, even though it didn't belong to Shimon, right? So when I gave it to the Shlish, I can implicitly say, if you decide that it's going to be Shimon, fine, then I'll let Shimon keep it, okay? That's implicit. Whatever you say goes and I'll be willing to be mocha and let it just go. It's anyway, it's just money. Okay? Fine. But if it's a get, then even if I implicitly am believing him, if, he's, if I didn't give it to him to divorce my wife and he says I did, but I never divorced my wife. Right? So where was that act of, but in the case of the thousand dollars, I could say fine, in the end I'm mocha of the thousand dollars. You know, because I was willing to trust you so even though it really is my money, fine, whatever. I, I, you know, the other side can keep it. But by the get, if I never gave it to him as a, as a get, even if I trusted him, how does it turn into an act of Gershon? And the answer could be, as Tosus says, is going to say, that the, diff- that the point is, says, well, you could use the same logic. You could say, you gave it to the Shaliyah, and what you're implicitly, the third party, and what you're implicitly saying is, whatever you later are going to say is the context in which I gave it to you, retroactively, that'll be the way in which I gave it to you. So if at a later date you say, I gave it to you as a get, for you, for you to accept it as a get for my wife, then I have Das to divorce my wife and it's a gift for my wife right now. Now that's obviously a much bigger leap than if it's just about money, right? If it's money, it's just like, fine, whatever. Like I was willing to take the money out of my hand and put it to you, which meant I was willing to risk it based on what you would say. It's a little bit different than saying that if you later say that I was divorcing my wife, then retroactively that'll be my Das to have divorced my wife. This is profoundly to the relationship between a Baal and Shalia. Yeah. 
right? Right. It's not like you just find some courier in the street and say, here, you know, carry this to the third building. Right. The building, right. You know. right. This is a, a, a very... A high level of trust. Right. And again, and by the way, it's not only a gosh shaliyah that the husband appointed. It could be the shaliyah that the wife appointed. Right? Right. 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 Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and that's why it's a big jump. It's a big jump to say that if you put money in escrow, you're implicitly trusting the guy to say what the story of the money is. It's a much bigger difference because you've already taken the money out of your hand. You know, you, it's, so it's sort of, you've given it up as it were. Much bigger difference is that when I give a get to a third party, it'll be whatever the third party says it was. Okay, so let's take a look. The commercial is like this. But one minute, the Brighta says that the same is true by Gittin, that you trust the third party. So the Gemara says, Gittin mama, no, Gittin means monetary documents, and Gittin can mean a star, it doesn't necessarily mean a, a bill of divorce. But it also says staros. So staros means monetary documents that you believe the third party. So get must be a bill of divorce. So the Gemara says, one minute. The, the phrase, V'chein Gitin and V'chein Lushtaros, don't appear in the same Brita. So, they appear in different Brita's. So they both mean Shtaros. Only if they appear together would it be clear that Gitin meant bills of divorce. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. It's not. Why do you need two, two, two sets of witnesses? So, again, Michael, we don't believe the woman, but let's at least believe the third party, because that third party should be believed against the husband. The husband gave it to the shaliach, and let's just trust the shaliach what the context is that he received it. Why do you need witnesses to say that he that the shaliach received it? He's holding on to it, let him be believed. So you're saying they're basically asking my question, they've been asking the Mishnah? No, your question was why you needed the woman, why, why, why the woman needed witnesses. That's obvious why the woman needs witnesses, because she's trying to prove something against the husband, okay, and there's no objective evidence. The Gemara's question is why you need witnesses that the husband gave it to the Shaliach, even if the husband claims I never gave it to the Shaliach, I didn't give it to him, the get Gittin, he's now holding on to it. So the Shaliach should have that extra believability because he's holding on to it. Okay, so the Gemara says, uh, so says, the fact that the idea that a third party who's holding on to the thing is believed, it's only if when he's holding on to it. Now, what's clear from the Mishnah is that he tore up the get. So since all he's doing is holding on to tear, torn up pieces, the way Tosis explains this, is that how, how do we know where he got torn up pieces? Maybe he got them from the garbage. Okay? The evidence that the husband gave me a get and trusted me, you only have that presumption if you're producing a whole get. That you know that we, you could also maybe have picked that up from the garbage, but that we don't suspect. If you're holding on, right? I've talk, mentioned to you before, by the way, you know that the idea that a get has signed witness, you know, signatures. Assuming we're talking that there is signatures, like Rabbi Mayer, and that also creates a certain type of an of an edus, The fact that you're holding on to the get and you have a signed document in your hand. So when you're producing that, it's clear that the husband gave it to you, and then you're believed to say in what context. If all you're having, holding on to is tear, torn up pieces of paper, you have no special believability. Okay, so the Gemara says, Tainach Amra so now the Gemara says I understand why it's a little bit now getting on to a little digression I understand why you need witnesses that she appointed him because we need objective evidence that he was appointed but why do you need witnesses that he received the get okay now that could sort of be a question about if the get wasn't torn up why do you need those witnesses because we've already said if it was torn up you obviously do, do need witnesses 
Okay? But it could also be a question about the way Tosa says the question is, why isn't it enough? I mean, this is, I guess, the same point. Why isn't it enough? Tosa says that the witnesses saw him holding on to the get before it was torn up. Why did the witnesses have to actually have seen the get to be delivered? Okay? It's two variations of the same thing. If the get wasn't torn up and he was holding on to a whole get, why did you need witnesses to have seen it be delivered? So, especially if we're saying that the Shaliyah would be Neman to say what the context was. So the Gemara says, Amarav, Amarav, Hamani Rebbe Eliezer, Hidamar, Edimisir, Karti. No, it's not enough that he's holding on to a get. You actually need to see the get being delivered. Yes, if he was holding on to a get, you would know, obviously, like, implicitly, that he had received it. But Edimisir means you have to actually witness it being given over, right? That's the difference. It's not just to prove that he got it from the husband. Maybe you could have an implicit circumstantial evidence that he got it from the husband. But Edimisir means you need to directly witness that he actually received it from the husband, okay? So again, if the shaliach is, you know he's a shaliach objectively because there were test witnesses that the wife appointed him a shaliach. If he's holding up to a torn up piece of paper, then he has no believability, nothing. Then you need witnesses. Fine. But let's say the witnesses, to te- let's say it's not torn up. Let's say it's a whole piece of paper. Or let's say the witnesses testify that we saw it in his hands whole. Is that enough? And then, and then once he had it whole in his hands, he's believed to say what the context was. He got it for Gittin. He would be believed against the husband, let's say. You know, if that was being contested, he would be believed. And the answer is, that even that would not be enough because he would need the, you would need witnesses to have seen it directly being handed over. To the it, it, to, no, yeah. to the shaliach. If you say Edi Messiah Karti, they have to actually see the act of Gershin. It's not enough that they see after the fact evidence of what happened. They have to actually witness the event itself. Okay? And that's why, and that's why they need to be witnesses that it actually was given. Yes. Is this a whole new level of additional witnesses now that we're adding at this point? No, we're explaining the Mishnah. The Mishnah says witnesses that it was given over. No, I'm saying, but... But we're just clarifying that it's witnesses at the act of giving and not after the fact when they see it in right, his hand. Saying, before we read this Mishnah, yes. we, we weren't dealing with these additional uh, set of witnesses. Well, we weren't dealing with a Shaliyah. Now that there's an idea of a Shaliyah, before we always assumed you needed witnesses at the transaction. But now that there's a Shaliyah, you also need witnesses that he was appointed as a Shaliyah. But that's right. new, right? That's new, because now we're dealing with the consequences of there being a shaliach, correct? So, so much for Guna Akili Arabana, we're having all these different movements. Right. Well, true. I mean, now, by the way, the one thing that we're not talking about is, does the husband's shaliach need witnesses that he was appointed by the husband? Okay, and there the answer might be no, because there the fact that he's here holding on to the get, that might be in itself sort of testimony that he is the husband's shaliach, okay? Because he only would have received the get, you know, sort of from the husband, right? So, anyway, so it's interesting, like, whether this is just the wife, because the wife, this guy's status as the wife's representative comes without, without paper, without credentials, right? He, he just, it's just words, right? Whereas the, the husband's shaliach comes with the get, so that might actually be seen as the evidence to that fact. Why okay. Holding on to the get also uh, evidence enough without witnesses to all of this. If there's no shaliach, yeah. I mean, he sent it. She received it. She's holding on. Oh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. When she actually is holding on to the get in the end, she might be believed. But again, the, 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 the difference to also remember is is that it's one thing to say we know what facts occurred, and it's another thing that this issue that Gemara is discussing right now, which is aiding Messiah Karti, that even if we know what the facts were, we actually need to witness the giving of the get itself. Okay, now it is true that some Rishonim say that once the witnesses sign on the document, even according to Rabbi Eliezer, they sign on the document, 
documents that that replaces the needs for witnesses at the act of the giving itself. But it's complicated enough, so let's just bracket that for now. Okay? So you have these different things that prove that it's a shaliach and that was given and all that, but you still need to witness the actual giving of the get itself. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Um, uh, okay. Karalamali. Now, why is it being torn? It's just some question. Why, why is it being torn in the Mishnah? It was a time when they would get in trouble if they were sort of seen with uh, Gitin around. Okay. Now, Rav Huna, who says that the husband is believed, he would agree. That if she were to say, you know, the Shaliyah told me that it was given to him as a get and not as a vikardon, she'd be believed. Now that's bizarre, because all she's doing now is echoing what the Shaliyah said. So if the Shaliyah said it, he's not believed, but if she says the Shaliyah told me, she is believed. So the Gemara says, in one minute. How could it be if the Shaliyah himself said, I got it as a get, he's not believed, and when she echoes it, she is believed? Ella, fine. Here's what we mean to say. If she says, no, no, I was there. Here again, we have, why is she make a shaliach if she's present? Right. Okay, it's it's sneeze, it's sneeze. We don't want the husband to actually give it to a woman. You know the woman says why. Anyway, she says, I was, I was there when he gave it to the shaliach. And he said, I'm now giving it to your shaliach as a guest, blah, blah, blah then she'd be believed. So she's believed in a way that Shaliach is not believed. If she's testifying directly. Okay. That the, 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 the Shaliach is not believed. Now why is that different? Because Migudi by Amra so because she could say the husband gave it straight to me now that means presumably it's your case that she's holding on to it so if she was holding on to it and she could just say the husband gave it to me right then here too and there presumably the husband can't say I gave my wife a get right? the woman holding on to a get is clearly seen as evidence that she got it as a get okay so since she'd be believed to say that she's believed to say he gave it to the shaliach and the shaliach got it as Again. Okay. Now, So the husband says, I gave it to the Shaliyah as a get. And the Shaliyah says, Yep, he gave it to me as a get. And she says, I'm sorry, I gave it to him as a Shaliyah Leholacha, excuse me. And the Shaliyah says, Yes, I received it as a Shaliyah Leholacha, and I gave it to the woman. And the woman said, Yeah, I got it, and I lost it. Okay? Now, what's the. Uh, problem. The problem is that the shaliach, the husband is obviously, isn't contesting yet. He's believed. But it's all hinging on how do you know that the woman received it as a get? We only have two testimonies that prove that. Right? The husband's testimony doesn't prove that the shaliach actually successfully delivered it. You have the shaliach's testimony, but he's not holding on to it. So he doesn't have any special standing. Yeah, he's, only, he's only an eid echad. Right? Presumably you don't have eidim misira, which is a good question. You need right? so fine. It's not Rebbe Eliezer. It's it was signed you didn't need the Aiden Masira so you have the husband it is a good question where are the Aiden but we could have scenarios you don't have there Medina Sayyam who knows where okay so you only have the Shaliyah he's not Naman because he's not holding on the get you have her statement but she's not Naman she's not holding on to the get so you have no objective evidence that it was received okay why not believe the Shaliyah we've been happy to believe the Shaliyah before especially if the husband isn't contradicting him no, he's only believed when he's holding on to the get. When he's not holding on to the get, he has no special status as a shaliach. So the Gemara says, 
So the husband at least concedes that he gave, gave it to him. The Vishaliach. The Amar of Chibar Avin Amar Biyochan Baal Shemar Gerashis Yishri Neman. A husband's divorce believed that he divorced his wife because he could just, if he wanted to, he could do it now. So if he says that he made him the guy of Shaliach, he should be believed, right? And that's, by the way, another reason why you might not need the husband to have witnesses that he made the guy of Shaliach. Because the husband can always be believed to say, I divorced my wife. So maybe he could always be believed to say, I appointed this guy of Shaliach. So, so the whole real emphasis for witnesses that the, a guy was appointed the shriach was the woman because she's not as believed as the husband in general in these transactions and because um, you know she, the guy, her shaliach doesn't have credentials that come with him the same way the husband does okay but, let's, but, but here let's believe the husband so the Gemara says no Nikamar Gerashti he's not saying yes we do believe him we believe you made this guy shaliach leholacha we just don't know if he actually pr- correctly delivered it. And we can't believe the shaliach to say he delivered it. So the Gemara says, Okay, let's not believe the shaliach to say he delivered it. Let's just presume that shaliach does what he was sent to do. Okay, we have a general presumption that a shaliach does what he was sent to do. You know, go ahead, marry for me a woman. Whoever you find. The first, the first one who says yes. Okay. And the shaliach dies without reporting back what he, whether, whether, who, whether and who he had married. You can't marry any woman in the world. Right, it might be your wife's sister. Now, Tosa says, well, why can anybody marry any woman? Maybe it's the woman that was married. He says, no. That woman would actually say, I can't marry you because I already am married to some guy some, from some faraway place. It's Shaliach married me and he died. So Tosa says, so, Tosa, so I don't understand. Why can you, ma- what, 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 maybe he married the, the woman through the father and, the, you know, this was an underage girl and maybe the woman isn't aware that she's married, right? So anyway, so Tosa says it's a little bit absurd that we would really say that you have to be close. She said any woman might be the relative. So well, you make you believe to make the sense to you and not Yeah, to- right. So anyway, Tosa says this whole thing is a knas, that you're being irresponsible so it's a punishment to you of course punishment now you're what, left to a life of, uh, of singlehood anyway but the point is even though it's a little bit extreme and absurd it's still based on a presumption we wouldn't we wouldn't apply a knas if we didn't assume the shaliach actually had married someone because we assume he had married someone for you and now you're in this bad position we're going to go a little overboard and say you can't marry anyone but it starts with a presumption that we're going to assume the shaliach married somebody so you see so we should say the same here so the Gemara says that's to be strict that now you have to be worried that anybody might be your wife's sister but but we won't say it to be lenient to allow this woman to be divorced so the Gemara says so let's believe the woman. She's saying she received it as a get. A woman who says to her husband, you divorced me, is believed because of a chazaka. By the way, this is so shocking. Right on the one hand, we get to that whole little argument Michael and I were having about or the Mishnah, about we need ages for every single stage of the way. And then we says, yeah, but you know what? If a guy just comes and says, I divorced my wife with no evidence, he's believed. Or if a woman just comes and says to her husband, you divorced me with no evidence she's believed. Chazaka this and Chazaka that. So all of a sudden Chazaka can take the place of a standard of proof that we've been presuming is very, very high. 
right? So that's pretty interesting. So anyway, so the Gemara says... What? Well, let's take a look. So the Gemara says, so if a woman is believed, so why here can't she just be believed to say she received the get? So the Gemara says, That's if there's nothing that supports her. So she won't be so brazen to say to the husband without any, you know, anybody backing, anybody backing her up. Okay? Unless it were true. The Messiah, here, she's got this shaliach that backs her up. And also you could say the husband is like ignorant of it. The husband doesn't know whether the shaliach successfully delivered it or not. So here, it would not be so brazen for her to be lying about it. So therefore, she doesn't have a presumption of telling the truth. So there's no Aden, and this gets back to our Mishnah. You need Aden, and maybe a somebody holding a get, the shaliach or the woman, could, that could give them special believability. But when the get isn't around, so that you don't have the believability of the shaliach or the woman, then that's when you really need to rely on Adim, and that gets back to our Mishnah. So Adim is really important to objectively piece together the pieces that you know the woman made a shaliach and he was successful and was successfully delivered and divorced. And it might also be important not just for the evidence purposes, but for Adikiyum, that even if you could prove it, you might actually need there to be physical witnesses present at the delivery of the get itself. Only if there's no, I'm sorry, only if there's no get now, right? Because that's our Mishnah? If, because it's Kara? That's why you have all this? Um, if it's not Kara, that might not replace the need of Adikiyam, but it might replace some of the need of the Beerer. That's true. Depending on who's holding it, would have special believability if they're holding on to an untorn up gap. Yes, that would be correct. Okay. Now, the Mishnah, let's start at least the next Mishnah. Nara Hamurasa. So we're talking about Shlichus. We're going to talk about a pre assigned Shlichus that already sort of, that like exists naturally. A, 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 a young girl who is betrothed, she is Bat Mitzvah. So she's a Nara, but she's not yet 12 and a half. So she's not yet a Bogaris between 12 and 12 and a half. She's an adult, but her father still has control over her. And she is betrothed to this man. Okay? So, and now this, the reason she's betrothed is, well, we need to be talking about a get, so she needs to be married. But if she was Nisua, if there actually had been a chuppah, she'd be out of her father's control. So only in this category is she in her father's control, an adult, but still uh, married, but still in a, but, you know, <laughs> she's in an adult, but still under her father's control and still married. You have all those three things. She's a Nara, so she's an adult. She's Murasa, so she's still under her father's control. And in that case, you have both her own her own role and her father's authority. So Nara Murasa, Hiva via She and her father can be the one to receive the get. They both Either represent they don't have to, No, or? either one. Either one represents her interests or represents her. Her father is like a pre assigned Shaliyah. He Oavia didn't you have this simile with Kedushin? Yes. Uh, yes. Amar Rav No. You know, if you appoint a shaliach, it's one thing. But you cannot have a regular thing that, you know, two people, you and somebody else represent you automatically. Ella, now who would you say we should eliminate? Her or the father? So he eliminates, he eliminates her. Avia, the Kabbalist Gita, Bilvad. As long as the father's around, his authority is more dominant and you cannot give the get to her, you have to give the get to the father. V'chol she'ena yichol 
And any woman who cannot watch and protect her own get cannot be divorced. Now, there's an important debate between Rashi and Tosus what this means. Tosus, Rashi says it means even you can't even give the get to the father if the child is so small that they don't understand what Gerishin means. Because they have to be aware that they are divorced. The phrase used in the Gemara is she has to be Mishaleches Veinachoseres. You tell her you're divorced and then she doesn't come back the next day and doesn't really understand the implications of it. So Tosus, Rashi says even if the father is receiving the get, for her to have a status of being divorced, she has to understand what that status she means. She has to be old enough, which is interesting because you could say it's the Alkarcha and who, who needs her to know anything, right? Anyway, Tosus disagrees. Tosus says only if there's no father or let's say it is a father but you're giving it to her, the act of giving the get, receiving the get, you have to understand what that means. And if you're so young, you don't understand what it means to receive a get, right? That's when you're not divorced. But if the get is given to the father, says Tosos, then it wouldn't matter how small the child was. Look, if you could marry your daughter when she's one years old, why can't she get divorced when she's one years old? So for Tosos, the issue of Yodas Lishmos Gita is only in terms of receiving the get, not in terms of being divorced. Yes. Is she living in the father's house still? Yes. So what, what's she going... To be Choseris anyway, right? That would also be true. The whole status of Choseris, right? It's more figurative. You're right. It would not be practical. Okay, let's just read also one line in the Gemara. What's this debate about whether it's her and her father or her or her father or just the father? The Torah says that the, 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 the rabbis say the Torah gave her an extra hand. I'll read this Tosa's way. Tosa means it means yes, she has her own you know, her own her own yad. She's her own person. And it also allowed her father to represent her. But that didn't override her. It was just an addition to her. She had also allowed the father to represent her. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, the no, that if there's a father around, that since he is like the adult and he's the authority over her, he's not just in addition to her. His authority over overtakes her authority, and she is not her own person. Okay, but by the way, another debate of Rashi Tosfos is when does she have her own authority? When can you give it? I mean, this is sort of similar to the flip case before. Tosfos says that it's really the same halacha. She's a ketan or a nara. You could always give it to her. Meaning she can't necessarily enter into a transaction as a minor, but a get which doesn't which, which she's allowed, she's passive Tosa says, you could always give it to her or to the father right, so the point about Nara is even when she becomes a Nara, the father still remains present, okay so anyway, we'll pick up, that's a little bit rushed right now, we'll pick up with this tomorrow I'll review the basic points